You forgot. Houston, we have a problem. Welcome. We are back. It's GNA365, and I'm your host, Roderick. And today, I am here with James Jones. Yes, the James Jones, aka JPen, the amazing host of GNA365 Entertainment. Now, some things you probably didn't know is that he is an incredible writer who has written for artists such as Trey Songs, Tamar Braxton, Keisha Cole, and the list really just goes on. Well, now he's here to talk about his new endeavor as a screenwriter, actor, director, and so much more. I guess you can say that there is much appreciation deserved. This is Real News with Real People, and GNA 365 starts now. Hello, Mr. Jones. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. So, 2017. Wow. From what I know, this has been an amazing year for you. So, talk to me about 2017 for you. Yeah. Um. So, 2017, I went into the year with the mindset to really just step out and do all the things that I felt the desire to do. And that's from... I'm um, writing songs and, you know, to like writing this script that I recently wrote. So, yeah, it's just been a year of taking control of my life and like just really exerting the power that I feel like I have. This is definitely the year to take control because, you know, Janet is back, right? And she's getting ready to take control, too. So she killing it. Y'all in the same arena. So, I mean, I feel like that you've done everything that one could desire this year. What's next? To keep it going. Amen. I don't want to lose momentum. Hey, you got to <laughs> keep, keep, keep. All right. So that's good. So I want to learn about you. And obviously you at this point, you're mad or at least about the show. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I tried to do that. You did that. <laughs> All right. So talk to me about mad. Like, I want to know about this. Yeah, so Mad came from a real life experience that I had working at a major film company when I first moved to L.A. Um, So I worked there for about seven months, got to work on some really great films. And just the experience that I had while working there, being one of two African-Americans there, being the only African-American male. By the time the seven month period was up, I kind of felt burnt by the situation and i'm always the kind of person that likes to write down how i feel about certain things which is i guess how i became a songwriter but this didn't feel like a song like writing this did not feel like a song it kind of turned into an idea of a script once i started writing it i laughed at it a few times and i was just like okay well maybe it's just funny to me Mm. and then i started looking into like possibly filming it and just doing all my research and i kind of like stumbled into actually making this a web series so mad what is what does it stand for like what does it mean like are you just mad or (laughs) (laughs) no mad actually doesn't have anything to do with anger um mad stands for more appreciation deserved Mm. and so i wanted a spin off of the word mad because i feel like a lot of non-ethnic people feel like african americans stay mad about something like why are you always angry why are you always you know aggressive or whatever the case may be and this is kind of my response to that um no we're not mad we just know that we deserve much more appreciation appreciation for our culture being ripped off appreciation for the fact that we are an like an awesome group of people and people don't give us that appreciation that we i feel like we deserve so when you begin let's say to experience 
the unfavorable events at work. Uh, what was your initial reaction? My initial reaction was like, wow. <laughs> the wow factor. <laughs> right, the wow. wow. Like, you know how you get, like, somebody to say something to you, you got to step back, like, wow, you, you really just did that. Sis. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, I don't think I was ever as aware of the fact that I was a black man until I moved here. And I don't want to say it in the wrong way. Like, of course, I've always known I've been black, but, like, my blackness never mattered as much until I moved to L.A. Mm. Um, and so they make sure they make you aware of it, that you are who you are and that you belong at a certain place. And so, yeah, that's where the wow factor came from. Like, wow. Okay. Okay. So this is how it was for you in the entertainment environment in corporate America, Los Angeles. Yes. So how do you feel about it today? Today I'm okay. Like I'm, I no longer feel anxiety towards it, which was something that I felt for a long time. Anxiety, um, which then led into anger. And so I guess at some point I was mad. And then you learn to move on, especially when I started writing all of these things down. It kind of helped me through the process. And so now I'm, I'm happy. I'm good. And I'm appreciative of what I went through. So if you could change, let's say anything about what happened, what would it be? My attitude, my attitude towards things could have been better because, you know, while everything was not my fault, there were some things that were definitely my fault that happened at the in, within that situation. And I could have changed my attitude, my outlook towards it. Um, and I probably would have lasted a little bit longer while there. But, um, yeah, if I had to change anything, it would be that. Well, it sounds like that you're definitely moving in a more positive direction towards the situation. And I'm glad that you had the experience. And I don't want to say that where it comes off negative, but it allowed for you to be able to express this in a manner which hopefully can relate to someone else who is going through such, you know, a trying situation as you have. And it can feed into their soul to provide some edification to help them through the process. Uh, I hope it works out. So let's go ahead and move forward and get into our positive plays. Let's do it. All right. So today we're playing the game. Are you mad or not? (laughs) so i'm going to ask you three different questions and you have to give me what you believe is the top response for each question are you ready okay all right there's 10 seconds on the clock okay and we're going to start in three two one what is the number one habit of an unhappy employee complaining they do the bare minimum but actually complaining Mm. is like number three (laughs) so you're you're very close (laughs) All right, number two. You ready? Mm-hmm. What is the number one habit of an unhappy partner? Mm, Jesus, I don't know. Uh, nitpicking. They create distance. Okay. They same begin, same, I guess. In some yeah, way. and sometimes it can be like a breakdown of communication, so they start talking or what have you. So you'll see that. I don't want to say that they're getting mad, but you can definitely <laughs> see <laughs> that they're not as you interested. You're really playing on these words, right? <laughs> All right, third one, last one. You ready? Yes. All right. What is the number one habit of a person who is just mad? Oh, um, aggression. Pretty much. Always negative outlook on life. Yeah. Just never. You ever talk to somebody just like, how's your day going? Oh, you know, it's just another one. Like, even a broken clock is, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) At least twice out the day. You can't never be right. And that's been me sometimes. So I I, I can identify that, that, you know, sometimes you, you become that person that you don't want to see. Mm. Well, I'm so happy you got three out of three, okay? <laughs> because with this, there's really no correct answer because True. you ask a different person, they'll give you a different response. So congratulations on getting all three correct and incorrect at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll move forward into our meat and potatoes. 
All right, so meat and potatoes. The topic for today is mad like us. Also the hashtag for your Twitter and your Facebook and your Instagram. You see how I did that? All right. That was clever. Right. So today I want to look at some of the realities that many people experience in the working environment and how they relate to the millennials of today, because it's very different from when our parents were our age and working and our grandparents are our age and working. So I want to kind of go through some of that and hash that out. Here's some interesting facts that a lot of people don't realize. According to an article within the Huffington Post, Americans are working longer, harder hours more than ever before. 83% of workers say that they're stressed about their jobs and nearly 50% say that work-related stress is interfering with their sleep. And I know I don't like nothing getting in between my sleep. <laughs> and 60% use their smartphones to check in with work outside of normal working hours. So it's not even like you can leave work and you're detached and you're able to really spend time. Mm-hmm. You're constantly working and having to be in work mode. It's no wonder why only 13% of employees work wide feel engaged in their occupation. Now, that's very, wow. very low, right? So some of these things that you probably were mad about are, you know, things that many people can relate to. So I want to play agree or disagree. I'll give you antiquated work beliefs, mm-hmm. and I want you to tell me if you agree with it, if you would disagree with it, and tell me why. Okay. Okay. So the first one, it is important that you get a good job, keep that job, and do whatever it takes to stay so that you can retire from it. <laughs> um, disagree. Okay, tell me why. Um, and I have, I've recently had this conversation with my mom, um, because she's been at her last job, I guess, like for the last 15 years or whatever. But I just feel like that's not the way of us as a millennial culture anymore. Like you work a job until you find something that better fits your personality, your career goals, whatever the case may be. Nobody is getting in a job anymore to sit and age like cheese like (laughs) like people want to move on they want to experience new avenues touch new pieces of business so no i'm all for that for finding your growth wherever they may be okay second one working longer hours means that you're a more productive worker. no 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 no. um and i I think working in advertising i got to experience these long hours that you're talking about like Mm -hmm. i think one time i worked until 3 30 a.m wow um and that's a no-go for me i don't like being there past six so (laughs) um it does not make you more productive i feel like after six you're whether you want to or not your brain starts to shut down Mm -hmm. after working a nine to 12 hour day your brain just starts to turn off so there is no productivity you're sitting Mm -hmm. there and you're mad um you're agitated you want to go home you're constantly thinking about all things outside of the office so you're not getting anything done in real life okay last one my boss is my supervisor and to disagree with their decision means that i am challenging their authority no i don't believe that either (laughs) what do you believe (laughs) i I I see why you mad I think it's healthy to have disagreements. Of course, do it in a professional way. But I have disagreements with people at work all the time, which is probably why I don't work while I'm working no more. (laughs) Um, But no, I think it's good to voice your opinion and be seen as an individual at work because they love trying to make you a number or a part of the fray. And so having that individualism and speaking up, like in meetings or whatever, if you have an idea, I think that's important. So I was reading an article in The Balance. I don't know if you heard of it. It's like an online site that focuses on financial empowerment. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to get my coins right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, 
In it, it was an article called Top 10 Mistakes Managers Make When Managing People. Mm. And it really just describes some of the main reasons why there is such a breakdown of mutual understanding for managers' perspective and why there are common occurrences within this in the office. So you'll find that managers are not successfully managing people. Mm -hmm. So some of these things... For example, like failing to get to know the employees as people. I've experienced that. Have you ever gone through the process? I have. Yeah. And it's interesting because sometimes you'll even have managers who really try to relate and they don't understand what do they need to do to be able to relate to you, Mm -hmm. to bring you in to and buy into their company culture and to really want to be a part of it more so than when you originally started. And I personally believe that the only way to do that is by truly being you, Mm. because with that, we can truly get a mutual understanding as to who each other is to be able to work on our commonalities so that we can uh, build that friendship or build that working relationship or whatever it may be. But what I've noticed working in corporate America since 2011, a lot of management build a facade Mm-hmm. And what happens is it does not speak to who they are and it hurts the development process when relating to someone else. Because I don't care what position you're in, manager, lower level employee, executive, what have you. If you're not honest with the people around you, you'll never have a transparent working relationship to build on. I was going to say that it makes it hard to trust your Mm -hmm. management. And I think for me, that was a a huge factor while working in corporate America, just not knowing who to trust, Mm -hmm. um, knowing who really wanted to get to know me and and trying to decide if I even wanted to open up to you for you to know me. Because I feel like sometimes they try to use that against you, like figuring out who you are. They'll try to play that against you or whatever. Um, So it's just a hard situation playing that game of who do I trust? But, you know, realistically, it comes from another one of the points. And another one was like you fa- they fail to listen to and help employees feel that their opinions are valued. But when you cannot have that true transparency, when you're speaking to me, even if I'm talking to you and you're, quote unquote, listening, if I don't trust you with the information that's being provided, mm-hmm. I'll never feel like, you know, what I'm saying has value. That's true. It's just the reality of it. Like that genuineness, it goes such a long way. Another one was not treating all employees equally. Yeah. Have you ever experienced anything I've like seen that? that a <laughs> times, yes. <laughs> they love playing the favoritism game, uh, at least in the industry that I was in. And so they think that playing this favoritism game and pitting people against each other will make you step up and like try to break your back to kiss their ass. And that doesn't work for everybody. Like it, it really, it creates distance mm-hmm. amongst employees, amongst employees versus management. Like it doesn't do anybody any good. Do you believe that like workplace challenges are appropriate? Do you feel that they are even helpful at times? Or yeah. do you feel like to, to do that is, is a counterproductive? I think it's just the way that you do it. There is mm-hmm. nothing wrong with friendly competition, but don't create chaos to ignite competition. So you're saying don't be Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ever be Donald Trump. Don't ever be Donald Trump. You don't want to do that? (laughs) Uh, And the last one, it says uh, you fail to provide clear direction. Have you ever been in a situation at work 
<laughs> yes, every time. And I think it's like a, a domino effect when management at the very top don't know what they're talking about. Oh, my God. And then they try to train your managers. And they go into they, the meetings with the yes. same information that they have no idea. <laughs> Nobody knows anything, and everybody expects you to know everything. And it's just like, well, you don't know, but it's okay for you not to know. I've seen this. I've experienced this. Yes, I'm a witness with this. <sighs> and if anyone is in management and they're listening, what I would like to say to you is this. If you really don't know, <laughs> then I suggest you find out before you start talking to me. <laughs> if you really don't know, just be honest and say, you know what? I don't know. That is the best thing that you can do mm. because that builds trust within a relationship and it, it, it makes you human again. When you're honest with yourself, you can be honest with me. And if you are honestly telling yourself that I don't know, you can tell me the same thing <laughs> and I will work better because of I might work to help you find the solution. Yeah. But that's just I, you know, everybody <laughs> may not be the same. So if you were talking to someone who is, let's say, unhappy at work and they feel as if there should be more appreciation from their employer, what would you tell them? I'm always about at least initiating a conversation with management or any of the upper level people. So if you're unhappy, I would say try to start that conversation. Do it in a professional way. Like you don't have to go in there and curse people out to get a point across and see if they listen. If they are actually receptive to what you have to say, give it a little bit of time. See if you see any change transpire. If you don't, then I'll say it's time to start looking into other avenues. And if you find yourself in a new avenue and you're still unhappy, then it's time to find your own appreciation for yourself and create opportunities for yourself where you are going to get that gratification, that appreciation that you need. Come on, boss up. Yeah. Thank you for being a part of the show. I truly appreciate you being here. And if someone would like to, let's say, connect with you and learn more about your show, how would they do so? And when should we be preparing to watch? So you can follow us on all of our social handles um, at mad underscore like underscore us. Um, just follow us there and you can get updates on when new episodes come on. But the very first episode comes on Tuesday, October 17th, which tomorrow. is yes, tomorrow. I'm going to be on YouTube. So you can just I mean, if you go on YouTube, just type in more appreciation deserved or mad. But you have to spell it like an acronym. So M dot A dot D. And don't forget to download GNA365 app. It's just GNA365. And also check out our community outreach section under the Get Involved tab for more information about community outreach organizations. And in the words of GNA365, a job is a job. It's a way to pay for a living. But that's it. Don't let it define your happiness. You work to live, not live to work. Work on what makes you happy. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you get mad. <laughs> Thank you for listening and tune in next time.
I am born. 